took a little extended break with, you know, rolling out the episodes. I've been trying to do them every week or whatever, but like I said, it's been some, you know, family situations that come up and podcasting has just been the last thing on the back of my mind. So we're going to use this episode to try to get back on track, have some fun with it. Um, in the last week, it's been interesting. Um, had several conversations with um, friends and family. And the conversation originally started with pickup lines. And then that led to what a man has to have in order to try to pick up women. Um, That led to is a woman willing to hold a man down if, you know, he says that he wants to adventure into different things in life and he no longer wants the traditional nine to five. He wants to try to pursue his own personal goals and dreams as a woman willing to hold him down. And when I tell you that conversation got messy, it got super messy. So I want to welcome back to the podcast, Mr. DJ. Yes, sir. He was on a, a previous episode where we talked about uh, Kevin Samuels and and the modern woman and things like that, traditional marriages. So if y'all haven't heard that, go and check that out. But then also, got big bro on the line. What's going on, Kev? Hey, everybody. How's it going? How you doing, DJ? That's all good, man. Very excited about this conversation. <laughs> It's definitely gonna be a good one, and and I'm I'm gonna go ahead and and lay the foundation for this because I offered to get a female's perspective on this episode. Some people didn't respond back. Some people kind of laughed and was like, "Hey, you know, I don't want to be on the microphone or whatever." So it is what it is. So if you're listening to this, no disrespect not attacking women, not going after them or nothing like that. But it's just some things that, that needs to be said. And I don't know no other way to say them. So going back to this conversation that we had during the week, we were talking about pickup lines, talking about, you know, online dating and stuff like that. And like I said, the conversation came up where, the question was asked, what do you do for a living or what is it that you do or whatever? And apparently the guy, we don't know, at least I don't know. Like he might've been offended by the question and didn't want to answer it or whatever. But long story short, this male was, I guess, offended, whatever, but he belittled, the female in this situation and no longer, you know, they just ended all communication there. So at this point, the round table was coming to the conclusion that, Oh, this dude must be broke. He must not have nothing. And I'm soaking all this in and I'm saying to myself, you know, I'm, I'm just trying to play devil's advocate at that point because I'm like, we've heard it everywhere i'm not just going to single it out to that table i've heard all the time where if a dude don't have nothing already then he can't approach me he can't talk to me he can't have you know you don't have time for him and i said well 
What if this dude is going through something? He's trying to recover. We don't know. He may be doing something illegal. He don't want to disclose it. But I also said, in my opinion, that's a question that you might want to reserve for the first date, uh, in-person conversation. Like, that's, you know, I can be anybody I want to be on the Internet. True. I can go to one of these dating sites and put on there that I'm a heart surgeon. Yep. <laughs> I'm everything else. And it could be far from the truth. So these are some of the things we're going to talk about today and then talk about a, a extended conversation that came up. And, DJ, you brought it up at the table. You mentioned a quote from Chris Rock. And this quote was, Women, children, and animals are loved unconditionally, but men are only loved based on what they can provide. And I'm going to play that clip from Chris Rock here in a minute, but that led to a whole nother can of worms. Oh, man. It went down after that. <laughs> so that's what led to this, and then it shows you how everything is just crazy because literally the next day the game makes a post on his Instagram quoting Chris Rock. That's why I had to screenshot it and sent it to you because I was like, dude, like <laughs> all signs are pointing to we had to have this conversation. So enough of me talking, man. Just real quick, DJ, and then Kevin, I'll let you chime in on it. Like, dude, like kind of give your evaluation of that conversation. I know it's a lot to take in right now, and trust me, we'll break it all down as we get through this episode. Uh, shoot, man, with me, like the whole conversation, like when you're going up against a group of women, like just lay down a little bit there, uh, the, the conversation that me and you were in, it was three guys. It was literally <laughs> three guys and it was like, what, seven women. Yeah. Somewhere around there. Yeah. And, uh, so Eight you know, women, actually. Go ahead. <laughs> I, had to, I had to put that in my head real quick. Yeah, man. And uh, so you you don't want to say anything to try to offend them because, you know, like you said, it's family and friends. But to try to give them some perspective on what a man thinks and knowing that, hey, we men, we have feelings too. Like sometimes I feel like women want us to think like them. And because it sounds good, because we got to think, women are emotional thinkers. Men are logical thinkers. That's a difference. Say that again, because that's, man, <laughs> hey, I don't thought of you. Say that again. Women are emotional thinkers. Men are logical thinkers. Women like to, because it sounds good or because they have an anecdotal experience, meaning just something that they seem, but it's not pure facts that they believe that that's right. And we're we going to get into that because uh, I have a great example of that. But it's it's going to be, but, but, but it's going to tie in, trust and believe. Cool, cool. We definitely going to get there because, like I said, it's, it's a lot to unpack. Kevin, I was, like, I'm, I'm glad you on here because every time you pull up, man, it, we have some fun with it. But <laughs> just you not being at the table that day, like, and you just going off of some of the conversations me and you have had personally, like what are some of your thoughts or experiences when it comes to the dating world 
and expectations with the with women versus men. It's mighty funny. Um, the last person that I dated, our first date went to Wingstop. It was lunch. It was lunchtime. It was a quick little lunch date. We met up for the first time. We've been talking. We met online. We've been talking for probably a good month, month and a half. So we decided we were going to meet. Ordered the food. We sat down. Uh, first thing she asked me is, how much money do you make a year? And I'm sitting there like, what? <laughs> Excuse me? And she was like, well, how much money do you make a year? Because... I have uh, three kids at home, two grandkids, and I want to get to the point where I don't have to work anymore, and I want to stay home and spend time with my kids and grandkids. And if you can't provide for me to stay home, then we may not. I want to go back there and get a refund and and just get up. (laughs) (laughs) Like, get my damn money back. Like... (laughs) I, I was just speechless. Bro, I'm over here. But then, right now. <laughs> you know the kind of person I am. And I, I'm, you know, she was a nice looking young lady. I said, you know what? I'm going to go on. I'm going to play this game with this motherfucker because we're going to get what I want. And then I'm going to go on call it quits because this, this bitch is delusional. Excuse my language, but that that's just what went through my head at, at that time. But it just, it's just crazy that that they think this way. Like, it's super it crazy. It's super crazy, and I'm and I'm and I'm glad you said that. And ladies and gentlemen, please know this is not rehearsed, and I'm loving how all of it is just coming together like like a like a puzzle or a Rubik's cube or whatever you want to call it. Because I'm saying to myself, women don't know what they want. I know that is a vague statement. And again, I apologize. It's not for me to bash women. That's why I wanted a woman's perspective here when I say these things. But it's like, you're going on a date. Somebody you met online is what you said, correct? That is correct. And we're still talking about the initial stages. And like you said on a previous episode, DJ, you're still collecting data. Mm-hmm. But right out the gate you go for the kill like how much do you make because i'm trying to figure out if this is beneficial to me and i'm saying like what are these expectations and what is it that you're looking for because that doesn't make sense in going back to you dj logical that's not logical I'm not going to sit down with somebody who's new since this is a new person, new relationship. And right out the gate, it's like, how much do you make? I got to figure out what's in this for me. How are you going to help me? Not what can we build together? Man, you said it right there. (laughs) That was it. Not, you know, Hey, I have kids. I have grandchildren. I'm at an age now where it's like, you know, the most important thing to me is time, family. Are you a family guy? 
That should have been the first question. Like, guess mm-hmm. what, man? I got grandkids, bro. Are you are you sure right. you ready to talk you to should, me? You should be saying, do you mm-hmm. like kids? Because <laughs> right. my grandkids are around all the time. So that's like, but no, but a lot of women, like a man having money, that's like our ticket to the dance. For women, it's almost like how you look, your beauty, that's your ticket to the dance. And that's just to get our foot in the door to interact with one another. So when women go right off the jump and talking about money, like that kind of sends off red flags for us. But super red flags. And Kevin, like you said, and this is this is this is why I was trying to be reserved at the table the other day. Because all the talk of online dating and social media and stuff like that in the back of my mind I'm saying that some people are doing this with the intentions of trying to score it's not necessarily all people shit <laughs> <laughs> you mean some everybody but, but look I'm, I'm trying to give the situation the benefit of the doubt because I'm being honest here and 97.5% you got that 2.5 that's not but hold on because I don't want to discourage you know the conversation that was at the table so I, I at least want to want to say this it's going to be realistic but, come on. and I, I appreciate it because that's why I'm telling you like that day at the table I'm trying to be reserved and then the more you know the conversation started going I was like okay wait a minute I'm well removed from this scenery because a lot of these sites and things that was coming up, I'm not familiar with. So at that See, point, I wish I was there. I wish I was there because I, I could have invited them on all those. Because you know I've been there. You, you know what? That and, and that's that's a good point. Like I kind of wish you was. Like we had one guy that was there with us, and he's on the dating scene, but you have more years in life experience that he did. So, like, your perspective could have brought a different light to the table. So, right, because I done heard him talk about plenty of fish, tender. <laughs> what's some of the other ones, man? Bumble, uh, black, uh, what is it? Meet black people. Look, that's a new one for I, me. I didn't even know what's tender. So, so that's what I'm saying. So, so at the end of the day, like, hold on. Hey. <laughs> Before we dive in, I don't want to discourage what was being talked about at the table that day, because at the end of the day, it was an important conversation. And if you're really trying to help somebody, then sometimes you have to be serious about it. So that's why I was saying I was trying to be reserved at the table so that I didn't say anything that was discouraging or anything like that. But I'm saying that back in the day when I was coming up and the social media thing was, was new up and coming, you know, when Facebook, you can only have, uh, you had to have a student email. Yep. You had to be a college student period. So when Facebook came up, that was one of them things where nobody was looking for Facebook as uh, a tool for studying and stuff like that. Originally that's what it was intended for to meet up with people that's on your particular campus and, socialize and you know i'm taking this class taking that like you used to be able to go in and pick what classes and see if people matched up with it and stuff like that yep all i knew facebook for was the poke button 
I'm sitting here. I'm coming from a little small place. So I told you I graduated with 38 people. 38. So I get on this Facebook thing, and you see thousands, thousands of people. So I'm just going through page by page. Poke. Somebody poke me back. We got action. Like, I'm not even trying to be funny. Like, that's just, that's how it was. And then the MySpace and the Black Planet. So it was just, to me, technically it was a form of like a a dating site or whatever. But that's, I'm a quiet person. I will say this. I honestly, I might can count on one hand how many times I physically went and approached a woman. I'm not trying to brag or boast or nothing like that, but it was just like I never had to do that. They were always coming to me. So when the com- the conversation came up at the table that day about pickup lines, I don't have no dog in this fight. <laughs> I didn't have no dog in this fight because it's like I didn't necessarily have to come up with nothing. And like I said, I'm a reserved person. So if I take the nerve or build up the nerve to approach you, best believe you are the apple of my eye because I'm not good with rejection. And and that's why I was trying to say in that conversation that we was having, it's like you have to look at things with an open mind because some men don't have the balls to just come up and approach women. So if a man comes up to you, and tries to introduce himself or something like that, just respect the fact that he did it because that's not comfortable for some men. And see, you made up a great point because we was talking about that at the table. And, like, we was talking about men versus women. A man coming up to you, women have no problem telling you about yourself if they don't like you, whatever it may be. Women are ruthless. I don't care. (laughs) Women can be ruthless. Not all women, but women can be ruthless. But like you said, if a man, especially if a man's coming up to you, like there's so many videos on YouTube that you can go look for yourself of women video recording men trying to come and talk to them and they're being respectful and they're making a joke out of it. And so like when men don't go up and talk to women no more and stuff like that, you wonder... Why? Why ain't men coming to talk to me? Why ain't men talking to us? Because y'all ruthless. Like, we ain't got time for this rejection and to be embarrassed. Right. right. I'm t- like, I'm, I'm, I'm not good with rejection <laughs> in any phase. You know what? I, I got a story for you. I kid you not. I am in a club. I'm in Houston, Texas. Chick come out the bathroom. She had a purse in her hand. She, I guess she put something in. She took her hand out. She drops some money on the ground. I pick up the money. I said, hey, excuse me, miss. Excuse me. Hey, excuse me, miss. She turned around. Look, I got a boyfriend, nigga. I don't want you. Bro. You know what? Cool. Hey, y'all. Come on. We got some. Let's go get some drinks. I kept that money. You stupid ever. Really? Oh, my gosh. They just. Exactly what I just said. Literally think every man trying to holler. It ain't even the point. It ain't even like that all the time. Mm-hmm. I've never done no pickup lines. I, I'm just honest and direct. I kind of read you. I, I'm going to watch you before I even approach you. I'm going to see what type of cat you're talking to. 
if you're shooting down the dudes that's hollering at you or you give your number out, I'm going to try to get a read from you. And then I'm going to approach you, and i either be like, hey, we're going out to dinner next week. Go here, take my number, give them a business card or something. Or if I get a read, I might just come out and say exactly what I want, depending on the situation. And then it just either it's going to go where I want it to go or it's not. And that's, it that's, is what it is. That's even better because these these are the things that I wanted to say at the table, but it's like so many people were talking, and it's like I feel like that should have been a, a setting where it's like, okay, we should have been in the comfort of somebody home, have a little roundtable discussion, and everybody gets the floor to say it, hear everybody's perspective, and then we can evaluate it that way because it, it became a joking manner. Then it got serious. Then it was joking again. Then it got serious. But going back to what you were saying, it's like that's the part that I was trying to get around to. We had someone at the table that was like, I would rather a man just be straight up, be forward. What is it that you want? If you want my number, am I single, whatever, cool. Go for the kill. But then for me, I'm one of them people where I try to make light of the situation. So the conversation started with does a man really need the time when in the bar or at a club? If a man comes up to a woman and says, excuse me, you know, what time is it? Can I have the time? Is he really asking for the time or is that an icebreaker to try to get a conversation going? And that's when, you know, all the difference of opinions was going on. But I was saying that, like you just said, you've already been scoping the scene for a while now just to see what's going on and then you make your approach so I can have in my mind all these things that I'm going to say but as I'm walking up might get nervous mm-hmm. uh, you know might throw a little monkey wrench in my in my in my plot but then when I get to you I'm like you know what do you have the time so my suggestion was evaluate the scenery and if it's a place full of people he or she could have asked anybody in here for the time. They purposely came and asked you. My response from that is try to make light of the situation in terms of like, do you really need the time or are you just trying to come over here to talk to me? Or what's wrong with your phone? You know what I'm saying? Something mm-hmm. to start a conversation. And then as that conversation picks up, You'll know somebody's intentions. You may exchange numbers. Hey, let's let's meet up for lunch one day, da-da-da, and go from there. Not everybody's going to, hey, I think you're beautiful. My name is this. Here's my number. Call me. Mm. It's, it's not working like that. <laughs> At all. So that's what I'm saying. It's like, like, that's what I'm saying. I don't understand what it is that women want and what is the reality versus perception. Yeah. Because like you said, that was what you said at the table. Me, the way I said it, I was like, you know, a man, you know, he might saying that to strike up a conversation because who goes to the club, who goes to the bar alone? Like, I'm just here. I'm here at the club solo. Like, that's kind of sad. Like, <laughs> I'm not going by myself. Like, So, you know, you might have somebody with you that got the time. But for me to come over here and ask you, I mean, like you said, start that icebreaker. 
and go go from there because a man can't just come up and be real and say hey miss i think you know you you, you're very beautiful i would like to take you out or exchange numbers so we can kind of get to know each other because men are a lot of men i ain't gonna say men in general but a lot of men they don't want that rejection because women are ruthless not even the rejection, but hell, in today's climate, that ain't going to work no way because they're going to laugh at you. It's, it's hot girl summer climate <laughs> now. It's, if you ain't walking up to them telling them you want to blow their back out, they're going to look at you and call you a cornball and everything else. And going back to you, Kevin, I'm going to play this clip real quick. And this was like, it's crazy how all this happened, man, because this interview, video, whatever you want to call it, just happened like two days ago with uh, DJ Academics. And some chick, I just found out her name earlier today, Blue Jasmine, whoever this is. But check this out. If he's making 30000 a year, would you be interested in him? Wow. He cannot support me. What is he going to buy me, food? Like, what does he have to buy you, though? Like, you got your own bag, right? Why do you need to buy your shit? <clears throat> Say he could support himself, and yeah, y'all could go on their days, one or two, maybe one or two vacations a year. He'll somehow find a way. But you're not buying you no goddamn purses. You know what I mean? Y'all going to have a real modest type of relationship. That's the average relationship. Most of these, here's my problem. Most of these chicks look at, like, and maybe you're an outlier too. They look at Sweetie, Ari, Jada. They think they them. Except Jada is dating Lil Baby. Ari is dating Moneybag Yo. You're dating Tyrell, who literally is doing PPP scams or doing some other dumb shit. You can't have the same expectation. Uh -huh. The shade room has jaded single women's minds to think that some dude with hundreds of thousands of dollars that they're making is going to run to them. Like, what's what do you think is the average or, or the minimum amount of money somebody got to be making to for you to give them a chance? Um, I would say like you know, two hundred. Kind of around there, and that's being modest. Like two hundred thousand like, dollars? Yeah, that's little, right? Well, I'm not talking about for me. I'm just talking about where I was at. Like, like, all right, hold on. Why, why does a nigga need two hundred thousand dollars to get, get with you? Be honest, real talk. Because one, because I make a little bit over a hundred, a little bit over maybe like fifty around. Yo, yo, here. but also and like, niggas I don't care what you make. They just, they might just be interested in you. Yo, you bad. You a nice girl. You funny. They like you. They don't care. They don't even want you to spend on them. They'll eat the bullet, whatever. Like, they just want to be with you. Why does? Why do they have to make two hundred? Why is it a money situation? Because I feel like that's enough. My lifestyle. It's about a lifestyle. You know what I mean? I live a certain lifestyle. A lifestyle that I can provide for myself by myself. And so it's like, if I have a man, my lifestyle got to be double or triple that. Or why am I with this person if I could just provide this lifestyle by myself? Who wants the floor? <laughs> Who wants the floor? Like, dude, first first off, any any man who is making over $200,000 is less than 8%. So she already discarded 92 plus probably percent of men, period. So she's working with a very small group of men and for her to say something like that 
like I said before, women, and this is what I said at the table, women are hypergamous. Women want what a, if, like she said, she's making six figures in the mid 100, something like that, whatever she said. She wants a man because she's hypergamous. He has to make what she makes or more. That's hypergamous. And so for women to think like that, that's why a lot of them are single, alone. They become into the 30s and 40s, hollering about where are the good men at. Because you're hypergamous. You're at a certain level. Now you want this man to be at a certain level. And that's what Kevin Samuels be saying all the time. And Kevin Samuels eat women up because they say that. The same thing with the Average at Best video that swept the nation when Kevin Samuels was talking to that one woman all about, I'll make six figures. I want my man to make six figures. He was like, but you're like a five or a six. You're average at best. And she rated herself a six. So that man that's making six figures, you don't qualify for him because he don't care about your money. So because you're hypergamous and you want a six-figure guy because you make six figures don't mean he wants you. Man, somebody put me out. I'm on fire. Nah, nah you preaching. Ke Kevin, <laughs> Kevin, Kevin, go ahead. Before I go, is there anything you want to add now, to that? What What kills me about the whole thing is she she wants a man with 200000 because for one, she ain't even really all that. I mean, she light-skinned. She got some hood rat tats. And at the end of the day, she make her money from OnlyFans. So she on on the on the computer busting it open every night, and that's where her money coming from. So on her head, she know she ain't got that much more time before that money finna dry up. So that's why she's trying to get rich, nigga, and take all their money because she knows she can't be busting it open. People gonna get tired of looking at her little funky self. She ain't even all that. And ain't no way in hell I'm finna drop no money on her. And it's, it's so all. much that you can tie into that. Because after we left the, the table the other evening, I carried on the conversation with another female. And I mentioned OnlyFans. I mentioned Instagram models. And the reason why I brought that up is because for whatever reason, in today's society, we have been programmed to believe that that is a legitimate career. So she's on an interview saying that she makes six figures. She makes this. She needs a hustler. She needs a baller. She needs all this stuff. But the way you got it is complete opposite of the way I'm going to get to that. So as a man that has six figures, Unless you're some kind of kingpin and sold all these drugs or has some kind of inheritance, you built an empire from a career. You want a career-driven woman that you're going to make the mother of your children. You're going to be a family. A OnlyFans chick, I can get one of them every day of the week if I wanted to because I have this type of money. So it's like, that's an illusion. Yep. And that's what I was trying to say at the at the table that day. It's like we tell people all the time, what's what's the quote? Don't judge a book by its cover. True but that. that day at the table, 
because this guy didn't want to answer the question, what do you do for a living or how much money you make? We automatically assumed he was broke. We assumed he lived at home with his mom in the basement. We started pulling and reaching for all these different things, judging this person because they didn't come up with an answer that we deem qualified for this status that you want this person to bring. And when I came home that night, I was talking to my wife. I was like, why is money even part of the picture? Like, I could have nothing and be the most nicest guy you'll ever meet. Genuinely care about you. Genuinely want to see you succeed. I might just need somebody to instill some of that into me to help boost me up. And then here's our happily ever after. But then I could have all this money and be the most, most ruthless, disrespectful, cheating, conniving man in the world. But because it looked like I had myself together, you're interested. And that's all I was trying to say at the table. I may have not said it that way, you know, cause I've had time to think about it right. and put all my <laughs> words together. But like I said earlier, you know, we were all just kind of talking over each other. Yeah. But I was trying to give people hypotheticals to maybe open their minds a little bit. We don't know if this person might have been going through something and they're just trying to re-enter the dating scene. And they're just trying to find somebody to talk to. You know, just lend me your ear. You're going into it thinking, oh, what can he provide for me? See, and that's a, that's a great point, especially, all right, I'm going to lay this down. Back in high school, everybody knew that fat guy. That fat guy, he was the nicest guy, the coolest guy. Going around school, asking girls, where my hug? <laughs> Y'all know that guy. <laughs> where my hug at? <laughs> Y'all know that guy. So nobody gives this guy a chance because of how he looks, because he's overweight, whatever the case may be. Uh, so let's say, let's fast forward. Five years later, he graduated, got him a nice job, lost some weight. You see him online, like, oh, he's doing good. He liked me back then. Let me holler at him. Hey, hey big, big head. head. There you go. There you go. Man. Man. Go ahead. I ain't mean to cut you no, off. No, bro. But see, but but that's exactly how it is. And then when you look back, and he's like, you know, he he's not going for that. Or he might because... Oh, man, I did want to smash him. Let me go ahead and smash him. Leave it at that. Because, like, with this chick, hollering about she make this, she make that, whatever, a man of value will look at her. He'll have fun with her. He'll take her out. He'll Especially a man that got money. He'll take her out. He'll wine and dine her. He's not going to marry her. He's not going to take her home to mama. None of that. He's going to have fun with her. Leave it where she at. Do you, I'm going to go back and do me. That's it. Exactly. Real quick, I highly recommend if both of y'all got time to waste or anybody's listening to this, go back and pull up the full interview. I actually was watching it when you came in because it's actually two parts. The first video was like 50 minutes. I watched it. And then academics started bringing in different guests that was watching the live streaming. And they was talking to her. And that's when they was like, you want all these things and all this stuff. The man has to have this. He's like, where you live at? 
She's like, oh, I'm in the Bronx. And he's like, wait a minute, you in the Bronx? What kind of car you drive? She said whatever kind of car, some quote-unquote lower-class Mercedes. So now they laughing at her. So she's getting mad. Like, they laughing at her. He's like, how much is your rent? Oh, four bands. He's like, hell no, ain't no way you paying for nothing in, in the Bronx that costs 4000 a month. Oh, that's where parking. Like she started adding in all this stuff. So now they 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 chipping away at her, dude. And I'm like, see there. If we didn't get the full interview, I only saw the soundbite on Instagram. If I listen to Instagram, I would really think that this chick is getting all this money. She's got all this stuff, and they was like, "What value do you bring to the table?" For a man that's already established, you threw out percents. They literally said that on this interview. Mm. He said, anybody that makes 200000 you talking about the top 2%, the top 2% of this mm-hmm. and that. So if you only date these kind of dudes, why ain't nobody wifed you yet? Yep. She was stuck. Because they not. She was stuck. They're throwing out them, them Kevin Samuel percentages. I'm with you, brother. I know, I know where you, you got him from. Hey, man, but you know what's so funny is, like, everybody always saying, oh, he's just pulling these percentages out of his butt, whatever. And one thing that I've learned is I do my due diligence. I'm not going to just go after or copy exactly what he's saying. I literally go online and look for myself. I'm like, now, let me check these numbers. I go on blackdemographics.com, U.S. Census, Wikipedia, Google. Like, I look up all these things and seeing if they're saying the same thing. And he's not lying, literally. So, like, when he throws out a fax or uh, some type of percentage or something, hey, if you don't believe him, look it up for yourself. That's all I'm going to say. So it's like listening to them break all that down and then her only comeback is some hood rat answer. No disrespect to her, whoever she is. I didn't know who she was. I saw the clip, and I'm like, first of all, who is this just random person asking for $200,000 a year from a man? And then the more I started diving into it, I realized uh, some Instagram chick. So check this out. Say again? I'm, I'm going to keep it a buck. The money that I make, I make six figures a little bit over, you know, like maybe. Well, how do you make it? How do you make it? Like, and if you don't and I don't even, huh? OnlyFans? OnlyFans is one of them. I sell weight loss, designer clothes. Like, I'm just always getting money. You know what I mean? What makes you the majority of the um, money for the six figures? Is it OnlyFans? Be honest. No, it's a mixture. OnlyFans is probably like, you know, yes, we half of my income, but I get money like every day. Now, I know you look like, like, it's so much to unpack in just that little 10 seconds. You don't have no concrete answer. You tell people you make six figures, but in order to get to this number, you have to do some of the most craziest things to get it. Because you're not saying, oh, I'm a, I'm a doctor. I'm a lawyer. Oh, I'm an entrepreneur. I, I have my own this, I have my own that. That's what's wrong with today's society. Our kids, these younger teenagers, they have access to the shade room. They have access to all these things, 
and they get this clouded picture of they think that's what real life is. The only guy that can talk to me has to make six figures. Well, guess what? The place you're looking for this guy, you're not going to find him. Nope. You're not just going to walk around the streets, going to some random club or some bar and just bump into this guy that makes $500,000 a year. Man, and you ain't lying because anything, cause let's, let's, take, let's take celebrities and rappers and all that off the table. A man who literally has to go into a job, a building to get his money. I'm talking about like a vice president of Humanas of Operations, something like that. They ain't got no time for the club because they out there trying to get this money. And facts. So you you talking about, oh yeah, he in the club or you found him at a bar or something like that. Man, man they're making that money. They're going to chill at home. They're going to they gonna, they gonna drink their bourbon at home. They gonna chill, and then because they gotta get up at five in the morning to hit this stock market, man, get ready to hit the stock market before it opens up. So I'm a hundred thousand dollar nigga. I gotta manage a job. I know how time consuming it is, so I can just imagine what that level like. You took right. the word. I ain't got matter. time to go to no club. Right. <laughs> to I, no was, I was gonna bring you up. I was waiting for him to finish because I was like, you know, you you have a a new position, and I hear you talk about man, I had to get up at three o'clock. Had to go do this, had to do that. Man, I, I pulled a 13-hour day. I pulled a 14-hour day. So it's like the men that y'all are talking about, you don't even have access to them unless what? You got OnlyFans. You got a back page. And that's just them looking for some cheap thrills. Yep. But to them, it's like, oh, man, this rapper, he flew me out for two days. But then when you go back home to the rest of your people, you're a celebrity to them. So you just feed off of that clout. You feed off of that knowing that now you got to go do that again to keep this image up. And see, that's a great point because a lot of women feel like, feel like since they can have sex with these men, that that's the caliber of men that they deserve and that they can get. But they're not wifing you. They're not taking you home to mama. You're a thrill. Like I said, they will wine you, dine you, because they want something for you, from you, for their time. Like, women don't get that men want something for their time as well. So when women say, oh, I don't want uh, I don't want to have sex with you or anything like that, and then when a man says that, that's fine, bye, like, I'm about to call this other chick and because I want something for my time. I done took you out, wine you and dine you, all that good stuff. And because he wants something for his time, these type of guys, he's not looking to wipe somebody up. He's just looking for a good time. So when men want something for their time, it's a problem because it's all, it's only a one way street with women. Exactly. Exactly. And real quick, before you, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> oh, you done crushed my soul. <laughs> what? Single black man. Man, I met this young lady. I done took her out. We went to the aquarium. We up on the 13th floor. We got the sharks behind us. We come out, take a tour through the little stuff down in the basement. Come up. I see the little horse and carriage. You know what? It's a nice night out. It's going to be worth $100 for 30 minutes. You know what? Cool. Man, I probably spent about 
250. Your boy barely got a kiss on the cheek. I said, I'll never do this shit again. <laughs> boy, I was Dude, hot. You cannot make this up. I'm telling you, if I'm I blind, I'm dying. Bruh. <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm, I'm in that now. We we out here by the moonlight. It's a nice breeze. I'm smelling. She nah. could tell you didn't make that two hundred k a year, dog. See, and that's why I'm saying nah. that's, that's that's why I'm glad you won't hear Kev, man, because like you can give us a whole different perspective. And what I'm saying proves that it's not a lie, because I've been out the game for years, me and Adrian both. But we are still men at the end of the day, and we know how the game works. Still, we know how men think because we are men. Period. And that's what I was wanting to bring to the table that day. I understand I'm removed from it, but I'm giving you my thoughts from the time when I was in it to put you up on game, to let you know what to look out for. But so much just got lost in the shuffle, and I'm just like, you know what? Fall back, let everybody speak, get their giggles out, get their this and that. But I'm like, at the end of the day, the goal is still to help this person because you knew how serious, like, they legit wanted answers. Mm Mm-hmm. Not sarcastic remarks. Not like this is the point to where we we got to have a real conversation, and that's what I'm saying. It's like you have to be able to put on your glasses so you can see through the the BS. Some but people, what you need to make them understand. I didn't mean to cut you off, but the, the part that really got me boiling is the part that they think you cut out on me. I didn't hear just you. because they don't want to spend no money. I said, the part where they think somebody broke or live with their mama, they don't, because they don't want to spend no money on you. Like, I used to hate that when I go out to the club. I'm not the type of. To just go throwing out a bunch of money. get you juiced up. Huh? I said, not the type to just go throwing out a bunch of money. Nah, because, like, why am I going to get you drunk so you can go home and have fun with somebody else? I'm not going to buy you. No. Oh, you must be a broke nigga. You no, I got a pocket full of money. I'm twenty four. Like I said, you keep cutting in and out. Not sure if it's if it's your phone or mine. I'm not sure either. I haven't moved anywhere. All right, that's cool. No problem. But I get what you're saying. You 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 hate the the part of you go out to these places and it's just an expectation. A man is just supposed to buy you all these drinks, buy you all these things, and he's not supposed to require nothing at the end mm-hmm. of the night. Yep. And if he does, he's a dog, he's nobody, he's nothing. And that conversation came up last week too, not necessarily at the table, but, um, you know, we was at another location and we was talking about it. And I was just listening to these people talk about all these dudes that buy them these drinks and buy this and that. And in the back of my mind, I'm like, what happened after that? Mm-hmm. Because... Unless you're talking about somebody who just has an abundance of money and doesn't care about it. I'm counting my coins. Exactly. So if I'm willing to spend all this money, that's an investment. <laughs> and I'm sorry, guys, if I'm, I'm, if I'm throwing out the blueprint, but I'm <laughs> trust me, like I'm just I'm trying to be as honest as possible. That's an investment. Exactly. <laughs> and, and you're right. And see what, you know, like I said, on the, you know, on our, uh, on our first episode that we did together. Like, I got daughters. I'm going to give them this information. So, at the end of the day, if they grow up to do something that 
daddy said that would happen that's negative or something that happens to where, you know, they didn't listen and now you want to come crying back to daddy. Don't don't come crying to me. I raised you to be a certain way. And then when you got of age, you want to do your own thing and you didn't heed to my words. So I'm sorry, but what do you want me to do for you? Like when you was talking about on that, I think it was your last episode, episode before last, like at what point do you stop taking care of, uh, of, yeah. financial, or your, of your kids or whatever? And yeah. with that whole situation, it's like if you raise them the way that they should be raised and the way you see fit, then it shouldn't be an issue. But right. if they grow up to that point and then they don't heed to your words because they didn't believe you and they want to do their own thing, it's like I told you, I'll help you to an extent, but don't come to me and thinking that I'm just going to bail you out every single time. Every single time. Right. And, I mean, there's it, some sharks out here, dude. And that's why I'm telling I got daughters. Kevin, you got daughters. Shout out to my little niece. She's she's walking now, so it's on. <laughs> it's on. Um, that's the thing. And that's where it's like, I don't know if I'm just old school minded because today's society scares the shit out of me. <laughs> like, I'm being honest. I don't know if it was on another episode or I was having a phone conversation with somebody and we was actually talking about, I remember growing up, bro, you had to work to get it. You had to put in work. You had to build the mood, slow music, candles, dim the lights. Nowadays, these chicks is just like, nah, I don't need all that. (laughs) Cut straight to the chase. And it's like, I was having a conversation. Hold on, hold on real quick. I was having a conversation after we left the table that day, and I was told that I was judgmental because – I was talking about the OnlyFans situation, and they was like, so you can't be with nobody who has an OnlyFans? And I said, no. Why is that? Why not? I said, at the end of the day, if I meet somebody who's already blasted everything that they have to give to the rest of the world, what reason would I have to tie that down? Exactly what you said, tie it down. Go go ahead, man. Like, (laughs) everything that you physically possess which growing up we were told was supposed to be sacred Mm -hmm. like you've given it to the rest of the world the world is paying you a monthly subscription to see your body no disrespect to my wife I'm finna get myself in the doghouse and I'm willing (laughs) to bite the bullet but it's a few of these people where I've actually went to look and I'm like You're doing all of these things in front of this webcam and people are paying you $5 a month, $10 a month. But then you sit down in a room full of people talk about how I get the bag. I get this. I get like, to me, you're belittling yourself. You're nobody that I would want to brag about or take home to show my family. You know what I'm saying? Like, Mm -hmm. Hey, this is Isabel. (laughs) Who? Who, what do you do? 
Oh, I'm an entrepreneur. He's like, gonna clean it up. Yeah. Oh, I'm an entrepreneur. I, 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 oh, really? What do you do? What? I sell stuff on the internet. <laughs> I'm an Instagram what model. Kind of stuff? And that's gonna open that door to people like, oh, okay, here I'll look you up. See, what they... oh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> Isabel does. And next thing you know, you can't even bring her back to the cookout no more because mm-hmm. everybody else, done, your whole family, done seen her goods now. That's a horrible feeling. Like. It ain't me imagine. being judgmental. That is the honest to God truth. No man wants what the rest of the world has access to. Yep. I can have fun with you, yeah. But I'm not Wait gonna... till them kids and, and wait till her kids friends see it. <laughs> man, they finna light their ass up. <laughs> and that's what I'm saying. It's like going back to what we talking about because we got daughters, bro. It's like, man, I'm not judging these women. At the end of the day, I get it. That's just where we are. That's just where we are. I don't know if y'all saw the, the new video with Cardi B and some other little chick. They, I didn't see that one. Uh, they was talking about, like I said, and maybe that's my problem. I need to stay off the shade room and stuff. <laughs> like, I just, I like reading current events and seeing what's going on. But it's some little R&B chick. The song is nice. Her part in the video's nice. Everything, you know, you know, it was had a little sexy vibe to it. They had a little lingerie and stuff on. Nobody was just over the top with it. But then when Cardi's part come on, Cardi's completely naked. Oh, dang. Completely naked. And I'm just like, you don't have to do that. You're a superstar already. I understand that's how you came in the game. That's just your persona, whatever the case may be. But like, dude, kids get on YouTube. Ain't no persona. She a stripper. And she (laughs) slept for money. That's her. From the gutter. but, But that's the thing. People are looking at that and they're inspired by it. And you know why they inspired by it? Is, the one, is that the video where she had the piano too? I don't remember it no piano. Like I said, I just saw like, hey, I literally just She got a video. Movie. I'm talking about they got uh porn stars, sex, nut shooting out, like Look, man, come there's on. a wild one out there. Podcast, <laughs> now. Oh, I'm sorry, my fault. I didn't say <laughs> Come on, I'm just saying. All I'm saying is there is a very X-rated video. Of I know Cardi the one you're That's an old one. But like this one, it wasn't no X-rated. And like, don't get me wrong. I understand videos are supposed to be about art and your vision and this and that. But I'm like, it wasn't necessary. Yeah, for her, is is not necessary because she's there already. She made. It. That's what I'm saying, and it's like. And again, now at this point, I guess I can see why I was called judgmental. But I'm saying that as men with daughters. You got to teach our daughters not. You to go don't down that have road. to show your body to <laughs> right. get attention. Mm-hmm. You don't have to sell. Say, I understand the, the quote sex sales. But you don't have to go down that avenue to be successful. See, but a lot of women no. now with Cardi B. They seen all the stuff that she did, all the things that she said, you know, even things that she's doing now, and she's still married. That's why I don't count marriages when it comes to celebrities and athletes, you know, people who make their money that way, because that is a whole different world. Like, like you have to maintain some type of persona, or you have to do things that you might not want to do, or whatever the case may be. So with me... Living in reality, like I, I look at like, you know, relationships are reflective. So you're going to get what you are for the most part. 
So look at Cardi B and look what kind of person she has and look at what they've been through at the same time. But I don't really like to use like analogies when it comes to celebrities and stuff like that because it's not realistic at all. But at these all. people down here in reality feel like, oh, since Cardi did it, I can do it and I can get married. It don't work like that. Because the men who are making six, seven figures in reality have status for the most part. We ain't talking about your drug dealers or your street pharmacists, whatever you want to say, or anything like that. These are men who are at the top of their chain within their company, within somebody else's company. Like I said earlier, vice president of, vice president of operations of Humana. You really think he's going to be with somebody from OnlyFans? Right, really? he can't bring it to the to the company meeting, the, it, the, Christmas, the Christmas Christmas party. <laughs> no, it's not going down. No, you're right, you're right, and that's a smooth transition, man. Let's let's get on to this this Chris Rock thing, man. I'm gonna play this clip, dude. Not like when you mentioned it at the table, I knew automatically what you were saying. I've seen the stand up episode, and I still feel like it went over everybody's head at the table because everybody was just starting to reply from a literal sense. And I was just like, that's one of them situations where you got to stop and think. And sometimes people don't have that ability. Soak it in first, then reply. Everybody just wants to jump. But check this out. Only women, children, and dogs are loved unconditionally. Women, children, and dogs are loved unconditionally. A man is only loved under the condition that he provides something. Okay? I've never heard a woman in my life say, you know, after he got laid off, we got so much closer. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I once heard my grandmother say, a broke man is like a broke hand. Can't do nothing with it. What kind of gangster shit is that? That's right. Women, children, and dogs are loved unconditionally. A man is only loved under the condition that he provides something. That's right. Fellas, when you meet a new girl, what do your friends ask you? What she look like? Ladies. When you meet a new guy, what do your friends ask you? What does he do? What the fuck does that nigga do that can help you out? Can this motherfucker facilitate a dream or not? Even right now, Michelle Obama is looking at Barack going, what's your plans, nigga? Bro, <laughs> all three of us have touched on that, whether we all realize it or not. Since we've been on this podcast, mm -hmm. my brother mentioned it on his first date. We got evidence from sitting at that table. <laughs> so it's not that men are making it up. We have evidence. We have proof. And this is coming straight from the horse's mouth. And that's what I was trying to say that I'm like, dude, literally in the beginning of our conversation, y'all literally said 
if a guy don't have himself together, if he don't have this, if he don't have that, then you don't have time. He literally just said that in his stand-up. You don't have the, the empathy to say, you know what? He might be going through something, might have a situation where he ain't he ain't up to par. But I'm willing to look past that for now. Now, after a certain amount of time, if he still ain't got his act together, he still don't have no ambition, don't have no goals, don't have no nothing, then you know what? You just a bum. You just a whatever. I don't have time for you. Yeah. But to say that in the beginning without even giving it a shot, that's the problem I had that day. And I was just like, you know what? Leave it alone, Adrian. Leave it alone. <laughs> because it it's an illusion. It's delu- You're delusional. Mm-hmm. And, you know, with that, like, I do believe a man should, be, should provide. I'm old school. So I do believe a man should provide for his family. Um, now, I say for his family, for his wife and kids. I, me, personally, I don't believe a man should support his girlfriend. Like, just straight off. Straight off. Like, straight off. Like, no. Like That's the key. The man, if he's supporting his girlfriend, he knows in his mind, hey, she's the one. You need to think like that. But... Like like you said, I sent you a uh, uh, a little picture earlier because the Breakfast Club did that poll, and yeah. I sent you that, and it said you know you can go on YouTube look at it. They just took a little poll because I guess they was talking about it on the Breakfast Club, saying ladies, would you uh, said ladies would you want a stay at home husband? Now the two questions is yes, let me make the coins, and the question is no, get your butt to work. Over 70%, thousands of people, thousands of women voted. Over 70% was like, nah, get your butt to work. So while the people we was talking to at the table was like that, like they was talking about that, yeah, yeah, my husband can stay at home. So y'all, y'all that 20%. But because you said that, and it sounds good, did not disprove our rule. In general, women want their men to work. They want you to provide period and who tells us to provide everybody say men should provide uh society in general you ain't a man if you can't provide you ain't a man if, uh you can't uh take care of me take care of your kids shoot the government say we need to provide Especially when it comes to child support, going to jail never have <laughs> i heard a woman going to jail for child support i ain't heard it i ain't saying that it ain't never happened but i ain't never heard it and I know a lot of people who pay child support, and even in that, there are women who make more than their men, and the men still has to pay child support. Still got to pay. Well, you know what? And that's, that's, that's amazing because I don't know if you keep up with the Gary Owens situation between him and his wife. Oh, yeah. I, I heard about it. So they're going through a divorce. Apparently, Gary Owens... Separate, uh, stepped out on his wife or whatever, but she's like, "You don't take care of me. You don't leave me no money. You ain't seen your kids. You ain't done this and done it." And he did an interview. And he was like, "Our kids are grown. I shouldn't have to still take care of you. We're we're not together anymore. You wanted a divorce. We're divorced. We're going through the divorce, but yet she still feels like." 
he's supposed to take care of her. And that's where you're absolutely correct in terms of society has told us that that's his job. Mm, that we ain't a man if we don't support. Because like I said, you have society, you have the government. Heck, even the Bible tells us that a man who don't work, don't eat, how he should leave an inheritance for his children and things like that. So, you know, we have everything coming at us from different directions that this is what makes you a man and like how we just need to take it how it is period like forget what she making or forget you know if it don't work out our kids is growing like the girl old situation like they they don't care about that like men shouldn't have feelings or anything like that like we're just supposed to take it and roll right and that and that to me it all goes back to what chris rock was trying to say and it's like all of these conditions that men have to have in order to a approach a woman b keep a woman and c obviously even if it all falls apart Mm -hmm. you still have to be able to take care of a woman so Going back to the quote, when children and dogs are loved unconditionally, men only love based on what it is that they can provide. That's why I feel like that's a, a accurate. St- and it's like, you know, <laughs> if you're walking your dog or you're out in public and you got your dog, people will come up to you and stop you. Oh, my God, your dog is cute. Play with mm-hmm. your dog. Complete stranger. Play with your dog. People will come up to you. Oh, my God, your kids are beautiful kids are amazing blah 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 oh my god your wife is beautiful your wife's amazing nobody is gonna come up and say man your husband is handsome your husband is handsome all right where my credit at i want some credit (laughs) i'm the leader of this pack like like i said man that's that's totally correct because there's been plenty of times where we're out at a restaurant or we out at the park you know because i have a dog People just walk up to my dog. I got a rot, too. They don't care. They see it's pretty rot. Like, oh, man, your dog is so beautiful, man. Oh, man, your dog's dope and whatever else. We'd be at a restaurant. Oh, man, you have such beautiful kids. They're so well-mannered. Oh, man, you have a beautiful family. Your wife is beautiful. Oh, man, keep it up. I don't look good. Like, no, I'm like. Can can I can I get some credit? <laughs> right, right, and that's what I'm saying. It's like, I like it, compliments. That, that statement is is so deep. It's so deep, and it's just like you know, people just don't take the time to really evaluate things, and that's why I'm saying it's like that is a natural reaction in life. It's just like, oh my God, your wife's so pretty. Oh my God, your kids are adorable. Oh my God, I love your dog. Oh, uh, hey, you. <laughs> <laughs> I guess you all right. Man. I guess you okay. And, like, with that whole statement, when I said it, when we was all sitting at the table and talking about it, like, these women who are at the table and, you know, like, you know, we all family, whatever. We all talking. We all having a good time. Nobody's taking it personal, really. Uh, but they all disagree. Like, you cannot tell me that there is some sense in you that's telling you, dang, he actually got a point. 
nobody at this table even took that and was like, you know what, he's got a point, but nobody said that because why? Accountability is like kryptonite to women. Why kryptonite? <laughs> oh no, get away. I can't take it. You're telling the truth. Like <laughs> Right. Right. Exactly. Like they hate that when you have a point because like I said, are logical thinkers as men because like I said with the whole breakfast club, like yeah, you might be in that 20th percentile of uh, you don't agree to some sense. I mean, I know it was like a sort of a different question, but it has the same premise for the most part. But like at the same time, it's like, come on, like you, you like you got to believe that this has some sense to it. And if men are literally telling you that this makes sense to us, this is true. We're telling you as men, if this is how we feel and this is what we think because the facts and the stats show that this statement is to be true, how come you just can't say you have a point? You know what? You right. <laughs> that's a hard pill to swallow. It really is. Man. And that's why I'm saying it's like it all, it all ties in. And that's why I feel like it's important because just listening to these conversations, listening to that interview that we played about the lady saying that the guy has to have $200,000 a year to even talk to her. It's like today's requirements to even date are just, it's just different. And it's like, you have to have all of these material things to even get a shot, to even get a chance at approaching or, or talking to a woman. And that's where I feel like, in my opinion, I agree with it because you don't even know who I am as a person. You're only looking at me for what I can table. Like you're putting a, a, a price tag on my head. And it's like, what is it that, I can do for you. Like I said in the beginning, man, women are hypergamous, especially when they get up, you know, later in the years. Uh, they've been to school. You know, they held off dating because they wanted to focus on school and education. Well, there ain't nothing wrong with that. But then once you start to hit your 30s because you focus on your career too much, then you look at the dating scene like, all right, I have my career. I want this, that, the third. And... You know, I want this certain caliber of man because he has to have at least what I have because women are hypergamous. But why would a man who's making what you making would want you? <laughs> right. When he can go get him a young Teneroni and, you know, do his do his own thing, especially less, you know, the higher you go in AC. And that's one thing about Kevin Samuels that I like because he has this thing called the danger zone, which is between the ages of 27 and 35. That's when you need to focus like a laser and figure out what you want in life as far as relationships. Do you want to get married? Do you want to have kids? Because at 35, that starts geriatric pregnancy. After 35, doctors really don't recommend that you have kids past 42, I think is what it is. So, after 35, he calls it no man's land because if you pass that age, 
it's going to be real difficult for you to find somebody, especially if you're a woman of a caliber who makes, you know, six figures or high six figures or something like that, because those men want something too. And women just feel like that, you know, this is me, take me as I am. I make this much because they think that because they bring money and education to a table that that means something to a man when we're already programmed and required to provide. So unless you want a man that's a stay at home like that pole, <laughs> then you can't get mad. Like, I mean, it is what right. it is because right. men want something, too. And that's the thing that a lot of women don't understand. We want something, too. You know, so, I mean. It goes both ways, but as men, we're just supposed to take it. Exactly. Can't say nothing back. That, that little Kevin Samuels thing is interesting. I'm going to have to check that out. That danger zone. You said it's, he called oh, it the yeah. danger zone. It, he calls it the danger zone. He has this little clip on it, too, man. Say the danger zone. Because he used to do it, like, in the beginning, like, some of his older videos. And, mm-hmm. you know, I recommend, you know, I know ladies don't like his tone or how he talks to women or whatever like that. But I... I challenge everybody to literally look at one full show. Sometimes they're like an hour and a half, two hours. Look at one full show, any show that grabs your interest within the title, because if it pertains to you or if, you know, you think you this type of person, like go on and hear these women and, you know, you, you, you might find out something about men that you should have known a long time ago. Right. That's, that's definitely interesting, man. And uh, I definitely appreciate it. Uh, my brother had to drop off here. So definitely have to reach out to him to get his take on it. <laughs> but it's, it's interesting, though, because that's what I'm saying. It's like with that whole Chris Rock thing and how it all came full circle. We talked about it the next day. The game had it on his Instagram. Then here comes the conversation with uh, DJ Academics, and it's just like, and then the poll. Yep. So it's like, what better time to talk about it than now? And that's why I'm saying that, you know, that you hit me with a good one with the whole little danger zone thing. And I, I understand that. And it's like, that is, there is some truth to that. But what you touched on, and I think it's important, is in today's society, I don't want to say women feel obligated to focus on a career or they have to have all these credentials, degrees, and this and that, but it comes with a cost. Exactly. Yep. So do you want to be, and going back to this episode that we, me and you had in the beginning, do you want to be this traditional wife or stay at home and start a family, do these things, or do you want to focus on being an independent, have my own, I got this, I got that. But then once you go down that road that you wanted to go down, you can't just expect a man to just be ready to drop of a dime now that mm. you want to focus on wife stuff, yep. family stuff. Be- hey, man, because you think of it like that. If you're a woman, because Kevin Samuels said it all the time, do you want to pay significant bills after you're pregnant? Now, in mind, this is a woman who is educated, who is in her career. A lot of these women, that's why I say watch the full show because he talks to tons and tons of women. He said, do you want to, you know, pay significant bills after you're pregnant? And the majority of them say no. So why did you focus on your career so much when you knew 
you wanted to be a stay at home mom. And then they're quiet. So it's kind of like, come on, like. And it goes back to what I said. I have it written right here. I'm like, <laughs> dude, and this, I'm again, I'm not being sexist or anything like that. Ladies, feel free to hit me up. We can open up the floor, open up the mic, and go back and forth, however you want to do it. But that's why I say, in my opinion, women don't know what they want. And I feel like they look at other people's relationships. They look at social media. They look at all the things around them and think that's how life really should be. And they think that's what they should have. Oh, man. Yeah, they think. See, like the whole conversation when I brought up the quote and, you know, going back to the beginning when I was talking about how women are emotional thinkers, then like, uh, unlike how men who are logical thinkers. So, like I said, I was going to give you the example. So, WNBA. Like I said, because it sounds good, you think that it's right or because... Uh, you feel like it should happen, you feel like it should happen this way, then it should happen this way. WNBA brings in $60 million a year in the season and think that they should get paid close or equal to what men are getting paid in the NBA when the NBA brings in over $8 billion a season. And even the NBA carries the WNBA on a lot of the financial strings when it comes to uh, uh, um, the viewership and things like that. So when you think logically, you got to make this money to get that to get that pay. Like the WNBA been around a lot longer than the WNBA. So it's like you are putting in work. And, you know, I know people who like the WNBA, but never have I heard Anybody, any of my friends, any of my homeboys, family, holler about, hey, bro, I'm about to catch a WNBA game, man. I'm about to see you later. <laughs> no, it's not. No disrespect. <laughs> 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 no disrespect at all. But you got to think men are the biggest consumers in sports, especially when it comes to uh the basketball, football, baseball, you know, right. those major sports. And if you're not catering to that uh, that viewership or those customers, then what do you got? You got to make it exciting. Come right. on now. Right. And that's what I'm saying. And, and it, that is the logic in it all because you got to think from an entertainment perspective – it's like the NBA has been around longer. There's more teams, more players, merchandise, jerseys, mm-hmm. like Shoes. sponsors. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> it's like there's a lot of factors that plays into that. But like you said, just on the outside, oh, we we bounce a ball too, so we should be on the same mm-hmm. level. It's not that simple. It's not that simple. Nope, not at all. And you know, I I don't I don't fault the women for wanting what they want. You know, that that's cool. You can want what you want, ain't nothing wrong with that. Doesn't make sense though. Like your feelings, like you can feel whatever you want, but what's the logic of it all? Just like this whole clip with Chris Rock. There is 
tons of truth in that logic that you just didn't want to own up to and say, you know what, he has a point. Come on, that's all we was asking for. <laughs> but you went around as much as you could reaching for, you know, things that we just like, really? Okay. Exactly. All right. If that's how you feel, but where's your facts? Where's your data? Where's your statistic? Show me some percentages. Like, even when you bring in numbers, like, they, it, it was nothing. It's just how you felt because you feel that that wasn't a true statement when in actuality it actually is. Right. Definitely, man. Like I said, I, I definitely appreciate it. We definitely going to end up following up for this one. Oh, when, man. Yeah, we might end up having to just be, be a – this might just be a regular <laughs> thing, man. <laughs> do, do it. For real. <laughs> do might it. have to get some No Ma'am uh, Al Bundy T-shirts <laughs> or something going on because that's – and, again, I apologize. That's not the picture that we're trying to paint. It just so happens that this is a real-life conversation that transpired this week. And I felt like the moon, the stars, everything aligned, and it was just meant for us to have this conversation because there's no way that that was a coincidence that we talked about it. Social media has been talking about it, so we're going to make it happen. And like I said, I'm not attacking women. I've asked to come on, talk about it. So on this episode, I'm actually going to tag a bunch of women. Now, whether or not you all listen to it, I have no control over that, but I'm going to tag women to try to get them to listen, get their perspective, give us some feedback so we can dive into it. Because at the end of the day, it's like I I truly honestly feel like men and women both have to be able to sit down and openly discuss what it is that they want, what their expectations are, realistic expectations. And that's how those bonds grow. And then you develop a family and you develop all these things that you desire, but you can't come to the table with a list of demands and you don't have nothing else to bring to the table. Mm-hmm. Like I said on the first one, man, yeah, it's your women. What do you bring to the table? You can't say sex. You can't say the table. And the question that, you know, the answers that a lot of men are looking for, I give you the answer. <laughs> I mean, it ain't hard. We want you to be our peace. We want to be able to come home and you not get mad at us when we come straight home and get on the game or we come home and we just sit straight on the couch after working 8, 10, 12 hours, whatever like that. You know, we we want you to be feminine. We want you to be in your femininity. We want you to be, you know, our strength when we need you. You know, it's it's we we want you to be friendly. Shoot, like, <laughs> come on now. Like, it's, it's, it's not difficult. Like, we, yeah, we want you to have something going for yourself, of course. You know, job, if that's what you want, whatever. If that's what y'all align to be together, if that's y'all agreement or whatever, yeah, that's cool. But a man is not looking for your money, like, your education. Like, that's not at the top of our list at all. Right. <laughs> Definitely. So good stuff, man. Like I said, y'all definitely go uh, listen. Check it out. Uh, Follow the Instagram. I have an Instagram, uh, I Respectfully Disagree podcast on IG. And like I said, inbox me. Shoot me some ideas, messages. The mic is always open. 
Appreciate you, bro. I don't know. Problem, man. I appreciate you. Keep doing this work, man. Definitely. Ass toasted. No competition. Amisha Coastal. I feel so high. I feel so live. My body's in the twine. Amisha Coastal. I feel so live. And I know why. That I can't deny. Amisha Coastal. Giddy fine wine. Fools mock liquor. Wish me I'm high class.